0: go. Brown cow brown cow. We are back episode five we are so close to football less than two weeks. you're here. you're either listening on Spotify or Apple or YouTube or wherever you want to be listening but it is birds verse boys KMS is here with my best friend. How are you my friend?
1: Good it is good to be back. And by back, I don't mean doing this podcast. I mean, just back to cynicism and despair in Philadelphia is pretty much where
0: we're at. And it's your fault this time.
1: It is my fault. If we want to jump right into it, we could. Uh, This is all my fault. I am the problem. Of all the dumbest morons on earth, I am the biggest. Of all the idiots in Idiotville, I am the biggest. Last week on this show... I bought into the Jalen Reger comparison to Julio Jones. I was for so about hyped. forty-five
0: minutes. Yes,
1: for I said I probably said uh, forty-five times as well that Jalen Reger was Julio Jones.
0: Didn't even take a week, not even seven days, and he got hurt. Unbelievable! Trying to tackle someone off a Jalen Hurts interception in a scrimmage. Correct?
1: Yes. It, which is it's it's such a rookie thing to do. To you can't loaf but mm-hmm. you also can't be a try hard when you're that important to the team so it's like what do you do do you do you try to go for the tackle or and yeah, look like you
0: hurt your shoulder or I mean, like let the guy go and everyone's like look at this diva you're the yeah you're the you're the team's first round pick you have so much buzz around you having such a phenomenal camp you're you're going to be you know a starter you don't want to get hurt trying to tackle a guy, but you also don't want like Boston Scott to be like, look at this douche. He won't even try and tackle the guy. Is that how he's going to play in the game? So exactly. it really is such a fine line. <laughs> I'm just so
1: mad. Like, well, now he's going to be like Julio Jones when Julio Jones didn't score a touchdown for six weeks. Cause he's not going to be on the field. I, I am so sorry. I am such an idiot. I am the dumbest person alive for me to think that something positive would happen to this disgusting city of despair is just I am so naive just for that to happen and just to be excited for something. Like, why would I get excited and feel joy? Like, why would I think that would be a thing that I could do? That's on me. That's totally my fault.
0: I mean, even even the Flyers. I mean, anytime, anywhere, they look like the best team in hockey. Now, all of a sudden, they're just getting mopped by the Islanders. So it's just –
1: yeah, this is the, this was twelve hours in Philadelphia. And this isn't even like the worst twelve hour stretch we've had in, in a few weeks' stretch. The Jalen Reger hurts his shoulder at mm-hmm. practice. Mm-hmm. And it was the same practice
0: where we'll get into it, but Carson Wentz didn't play. And I have a theory on that because of he was quote unquote injured. Again, again, your num- your first round pick, wide receiver hurt tackling a guy. Continue.
1: Tackling a guy, yes. And then you had the the Phillies went down ten to nothing. Because Jake Arietta is just Al Horford in a Phillies uniform, and then the, the Flyers losing they're down three one. I, I couldn't even. That's not even top five worst twelve hour stretches in Philadelphia history. No, that really not said even close. something. And it's just like for me, it's just my fault because I got myself into hockey. I'm a hockey guy now. You can tell because I grew my hair out. Yep. I'm a hockey guy. Love hockey. Now they're down three one. I got excited. I was so hyped. I bought into Jalen Rager. He gets hurt. Is it me? Am I the problem?
0: Like, should I, mean, I leave and move to Pittsburgh? You could be the guy. Like, I, you know, the the Phillies are sort of coming back now. They're like, uh, I think, a, a win away from a playoff spot. Just don't mm-hmm. even talk about them. Don't think about them. Don't watch the Phillies. Because as soon as you start, I mean, then, then you know, they're going down. Harper's getting hurt. So just you could be. It, it might be the red hair. I could it it could I'm supposed to bring good luck, but
1: it's some some strange twenty twenty thing where it is completely reversed, yep. and now I am just bad luck. I am just the kid in luck of the Irish, but after he lost his lucky coin and just everything goes wrong. And the only thing that hasn't happened, I haven't shrunk two inches yet. By the time I do this podcast next week, I'll be five yeah. ten and we'll have no linebackers. Darius Slay will be hurt, and
0: Bryce Harper will be on the i l and you're you're gonna be under your microphone, like yeah, this. I'll be down like <laughs> something this. like this. <laughs> your shit luck of the Irish—that's your movie.
1: Yeah, I'm just the back half of Luck of the Irish when the kid loses his coin. That's pretty much me.
0: So, with all seriousness, so how long are they saying he is going to be out?
1: Uh, four weeks, but in Philadelphia terms, that's eight weeks, nine weeks. Kind of depends.
0: Okay. You know, you know how it goes.
1: There's never, there's never been a timetable that has worked out. So here's where we're at with it. Marquise Goodwin opted out. Alshon's obviously not going to be back to start. Uh, which we knew. And now Jalen Reger is is out for, we'll call it four weeks. So he'll miss the season opener and probably the week after. At so we'll week, see
0: him in week 12.
1: It, yeah, exactly. Vince, our producer, thinks we may never see
0: him again. So that. uh, never. He's never going to play a game in Philly. He will he's never. Just like <laughs> Mark
1: He'll be that. We'll send him to like Tampa or Jacksonville in two yep. years. So that's where we're at. So we're really back to last year. We have Deshaun. And then the same wide receiver core that we had at the end of last year that everybody was complaining about. Really, not aside from Deshaun, who they should be putting in bubble wrap tomorrow. Yes. And apparently he's a phenomenal camp.
0: But yeah, he's been going, he's been balling out against Darius Slay, too. Those two have just been calling each other out. You gotta love right? that kind of thing in camp.
1: And and what people have said is it's not that Slay is bad. I mean we'll see when we get on the field. It's just that Deshaun Jackson has been so good. He's just torching everybody. But th- th- I mean, that's where we're at. He's going to be thrown. Wentz is going to be thrown to Greg Ward, JJ Ortega Whiteside, who I'm I'm higher on, obviously when he's now that he's healthy. And made a
0: spectacular catching camp. I saw
1: he does. Uh, so he's made a few. I don't know how the rest of camp is going. I mean, I've heard good things and I know he's healthy now. So it's kind of now or never with him, even though it's already, year. it's only year two, but yeah, we're, we're kind of back to where we started and add John Hightower to the mix. Who's also having a good camp and it's really just Sean in the bad news bears
0: again. So are you, are you content with that? Or are you going to try and make a move Or you know, I guess it would depend on, there's always, there's always somebody, a team let's go that you're like, what, why?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously it, we're
0: seeing that with like Earl Thomas, but at the end of camp, I mean, where, you know, mm-hmm. there might be someone sitting there that you would never expect. That is true. And that's the conversation. It's tough this year because we
1: don't have preseason games to judge people on. So these nope. cuts are going to be tough. And I think those veteran cuts where you're like, why would they get rid of that guy? Nope. I think it might happen less this year just because the young guys are getting screwed over. I do feel bad. They have no way of proving
0: themselves. No, no. I mean, and that's Eagles played one scrimmage. I feel like that's why so many GMs and coaches are being so much more silent and there's so much more secrecy because the only way other teams are going to learn about the guys in their building are if they're talking or through the media because nobody's seeing them. So they don't they don't want to say a thing because they don't want to be high on a guy and then they cut them and then God forbid, you know, Dallas cuts, let's say Cedric Wilson, the wide receiver, but you heard good things about him then boom he's in philly and he's catching three touchdowns against Dallas twice a year
1: exactly every every team has guys who with an extended practice squad they are going to sneak them through waivers and they yep. are not going to say a thing and there's no game film to go off of all yep. they know is what we've seen in training camp and what the media is available to which is not even the entire practice so you know, it's one of those things where, like you said, usually there's a lot of cuts. I don't know if there'll be this year, and they're gonna be, there's going to be a lot of sneaking the younger guys onto the practice squad. But speaking of practice squad, I think, to answer your question, I don't think, even if a big name came available later in training camp after cuts, I don't think the Eagles go for it. I think they are happy with John Hightower. Okay. Deontay Burnett, who had a few big catches last year, he'll be involved as well. Yep. He's apparently having one of the best camps out of any receiver to the point where they can't leave him off the roster. And he seemed to have a connection with Wentz, so I think they're just going to rock with what they have and try to just hold down the fort till so they can get reinforcements.
0: I mean, look what Wentz did with them last year, right? Hit me. Mm-hmm. Against this Dallas team, I mean they didn't they barely scored, but I mean, they, they put them away and they, they made the plays they had to make to win the division. So if there's the, they kind of have, he, Wentz has that rapport. He had no rapport with them at all. At least he has a rapport with these guys now. I agree. And I, the
1: one thing that I've also been happy with is I forget what media members said it, but they were like, this is the least amount of drops I've seen in an Eagles training camp in a very long time. So that goes back to the connection that they're building, and I think there's yep. also more just skill in the building this year. Like yes. I said, Deontay Burnett, I know he's like fringe practice squad, but, I mean, he he's having one of the best camps, and you're like, could he make this roster because there's four or five guys ahead of him? And, like, rookie John Hightower is also having a great camp. Like I mentioned, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside healthy. So that you're having these guys who seem to be coming into their own, mm-hmm. so it's not going to come down to – Okay, Carson, uh, just go out there for 60 minutes and save us for 16 weeks straight.
0: Yep. And, I mean, you still have Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard up the middle. The safety blanket's still there. So, I mean, I don't think that's too much of an issue. And let's say I'm looking at the schedule now. Let's say Rager misses the first four weeks. I mean, it's four weeks from now, so technically he could be back week two, week three. But let's just say he misses the first four weeks, right? Week one, you got Washington. Not too much I'm scared about with their secondary. I'm scared of their pass rush, but I feel like, you know, that's, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, a, that's an okay I want to get into up. that. Then you have the Rams. I mean, it's it's never easy going up against Jalen Ramsey, of course. Uh, he's he's going to take out your number one guy. But, you know, Deshaun's a, Deshaun's a dog, man. He's not going to give up easy. He's going to try and burn them all game. Then you got the Bengals. I mean, I feel like you and I could run out there and play against the Bengals secondary and catch a couple balls. And then the 49ers and Richard Sherman's 87 years old. So, I mean, I feel like they can weather the storm without Rager. The only thing that scares me a little bit about a, a rookie missing that much time is th- especially receivers. They don't get acclimated right away. So it's going to it's going to now, you know, week, let's say five, six, seven, eight are really going to be his week one through four. So when is he really going to get his legs underneath him? Exactly. Perfect example. So last year, Miles Sanders mm-hmm both of his
1: hamstrings in training camp. So he really wasn't getting adequate time on the field. And then came the season in the first three weeks. He was people forget this because he came on so strong at the end of last year after Jordan Howard got hurt. Wasn't he, he like oh, one
0: of the best fantasy running backs in football the last like eight weeks?
1: He Yeah, he was like top five. I think he was top three and he was up there in terms of receptions too. And there were even he was top five and there were games where they were like he had an ankle injury, so they were like holding him out. Like last yep. game, they were using – the both the Giants games, they were using Boston Scott. They a weren't lot. even using Sanders. Yep. But those first three weeks, th- three, four weeks, Sanders was horrible. Yep. They, they benched him. They legitimately
0: benched him. Fumble issues, correct? Lost. Yep.
1: So that's a perfect example of a rookie coming in. He, he didn't have the offseason time. Yep. This season, it's even worse because they had no offseason until now. Yep. All reports were that – Jalen Reger was picking everything up and he was doing well, but we'll see. I mean, four weeks off the field, that's especially for somebody who's never played an actual game. It's not, he's not going to hop right back into the mix. And this is going to just be all right. He's the Julio next Julio Jones and week three against the Bengals. It's just not right. going to happen.
0: Vince, I want you to pull all of the audio from last week of him saying that Jalen Reger is Julio Jones and then back it up with him calling himself an idiot. I'm, I want all that together.
1: That's fair. I'm so dumb. I, I went paintballing yesterday. I went paintballing for the first time. First and, time? What's that? First time ever? First time ever, yeah. Okay. I've been wanting to go for a long time. But yesterday was the first time I ever went paintballing. And before we took the course, the guy, was he gives the stern warning. He's like, if you take your visor off, yep. you will get hit with a paintball in the face. You could lose your eye. Yep. And I think you can equate that to being an Eagles fan. If you get your hopes up. You it will get hurt. hit in the face with a hundred ninety mile an hour paintball and die and lose your eyeball it like there's no reason that you should get your hopes up everyone should have a stern warning before the season yep. starts do not get your hopes up it will end in harm and danger and trauma except for one season except for one I think we stole <laughs> our souls
0: forever it's done <laughs> optimism optimism in Philly is the worst it, it it's kind of I, I mean it's kind of bad for me too at least this is one thing we have we have in common i mean it's it's been groundhog day for me since 1996
1: true So i mean that's what makes it interesting is like we're just two crabs fighting in a sand trap
0: we are so uh, dallas and philly fans are much more alike than they will ever admit
1: that's true i mean struggles success? that they've been yeah recently we've been pretty even which makes it even funnier yep uh, i just can't wait for the debates once the season starts
0: because you know
1: we're both going to have the overreactions after a loss where I, the other person just gonna soak it in
0: i can't wait and speaking of another thing that i feel like you may have ruined uh besides joe and rager is yannick because you were saying yannick was coming to philly i feel like from since like, i did didn't you I wanted him. You wanted it. okay, okay. You wanted. I thought. I thought maybe you were predicting. That was probably another brander. Um, but yeah, Yannick is out of Jacksonville. Something he's been. I feel like anytime he opens his mouth, that's all he's been saying is, "I want out. I want out. I want out." Not even I want more money. I just I want out of Jacksonville. Want out of
1: Jacksonville. Yeah. I uh, I wanted him, and I was following that very closely because I I knew he wanted to play for the Eagles, and I knew the Eagles wanted him. But the dream is officially dead. He, We no longer have this pipe dream of getting Yannick uh, on our roster. Thank God Josh Schwett had the best practice of all time. I Never. saw one of the reporters say they're going to hang his practice jersey in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> I saw that. So I guess we don't need Yannick. Uh, but yeah, the dream is dead. He is officially going to the Vikings. He's a second pick round later. pick and a conditional fifth round pick in return to the Jaguars. Dream is dead
0: what do you think of that return
1: uh the jaguars could have got more but they were never going to because yeah. when a player says i'm not going to play for you what You're are you gonna do dead in the water yeah when he's begging other teams to come sign him and he won't show up to your team uh, you have no power in negotiations with other teams People in Philadelphia, we talk about the shiny toy analogy all the time. Yep. People really wanted them and they're going to complain about the compensation. Say, oh, Howie, why didn't you give up a second and a fifth round pick? Why don't you give up everything? Yeah. Just why get didn't you him? why first, did you do second, it? Third, fourth, fifth, eighth. You know, um, it's not really the compensation, it's the contract side of it. Yep. So it all comes down to money. He wanted out of Jacksonville but their problem started when they franchise tagged him and didn't give him a long-term deal. That's when he was like, screw you guys. Yep. So could we offer him a long-term deal? I don't know. He he didn't have a long-term extension set up. I'm sure the Vikings will be able to get it done. Our cap situation next year is not great. We, I've talked about it many We've times. About a lot. Yep. We're, we're $50 million over the cap and Howie Roseman's a wizard, but you got to think without fan Harry Potter. Yeah, exactly. He's not Harry Potter. He doesn't have the elder wand to wave a magic wand and get you 50 million under the cap without, without fans in the stands. You got to think the salary cap is going to be even lower than, than you'd expect. It, yep. It's just the perfect storm of bad shit happening to them where they, they kicked the can down the road with a lot of contracts. Now they're over the cap. They got hit with a pandemic and all that happened. And Yannick came up. It, it was just bad timing. Yep. They wanted Yannick. Yannick wanted to be here. It just wasn't meant to be.
0: Can you imagine how bad the culture must be in Jacksonville where like Ramsey just wouldn't play and then he had a back injury yeah. and now they're You know, we'll talk about uh, Leonard Fournette getting released. And then now Yannick just wanted out. And now Jalen Ramsey is tweeting at Yannick saying, congratulations, bro. Oh, no, I I think he tweeted at Yannick. And then he also tweeted at Leonard Fournette. He's like, now you're going to realize that uh, how serious I was that the day I left Jacksonville was the greatest day of my life. Like, yeah, I mean, it's nothing about Jacksonville in general appeals to me. (laughs) me. Like, that's. It's like Tallahassee too in Florida. Like I don't, I don't want to be in that like panhandle up top area. I want to be down south. Like yeah. So yeah, it just it's like no man's land. It's like Alabama with palm trees. Pretty much, it's like
1: Florabama. Yeah. Georgia line. Yeah. yeah. Not, not not the place you want to be in Florida if you want to no. be in Florida at all. No. And we'll, we'll get like you said, we'll get into it with Leonard Fournette here in a second. But culture, I have a take on the culture. I'm I'm just like I'm out. I'm, everybody's out on Jacksonville, but. I, I'll get into it with Leonard Fournette, but okay. on Yannick, um, like I said, the, it's the contract. It's not the draft picks. I would have loved to have them. It's kind of like, I think we've all been there. Like when we were in school where you had a crush on somebody yep. and you had a crush, but you never acted on it. Like, yep. You never, you just, you never made an attempt.
0: You looked from afar and you kind of, you, you smiled every once in a while, but you never did anything beyond that.
1: You never did anything beyond a, a nice smile and maybe a wave if yep. you saw yep. them in the hallway or saw them in class. And you had this crush forever. Maybe you had, had you had honest. the
0: note written out, but you never you never passed the note. You never shot your shot. Yep. Ever. And
1: then all of a sudden you get on Instagram and she posts a picture with her new
0: boyfriend. And you're like,
1: how could she do this to me where she's with this other person now after all the zero attempts I've made? That's like, didn't kind of she know? Handed, yeah, how how could you do this to me? But that's how the Eagles handed handled the Yannick situation. Is that's they, exactly how they wanted him from afar, never acted on it, and now he has a new boyfriend, Kirk Cousins.
0: Is is Minnesota the team that none of us want to admit may be pretty good this year? I, you know what? It's a prove it league. And like I feel like this is the perfect year for Kirk Cousins because there's basically no fans.
1: Is there a perfect year for Kirk Cousins? You well, know, never. Like, but
0: I mean, at least he doesn't. You know, if those Sunday night or Monday night games. If he's playing somewhere with no fans, I mean, that's a he folds under those fan pressure. It's true, but he folds at home too. That's the that's thing. Even when he's at home, well, he doesn't have to deal with that. He doesn't. He doesn't have to deal. With, maybe this scares him. You know, oh, dude, who knows? This, whole maybe thing this
1: scares him. him. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. It, dude, it's a talent thing with him. He's he's not as bad as people think because he's a dork, but he's just not that good. If if you are think about this, so there's like an upper tier where you would say like the Saints, the Bucks, and uh, maybe the 49ers, but they have a lot of injuries are in this upper tier. Mm-hmm. Could you see Minnesota going? I would into- put Seattle up there, too. I was. Well, that's the team I was about to use. Without the 12th man, if they went into Seattle and there were no fans in the 12th man, could you still see Kirk Cousins winning a game even against that team? Because I can't,
0: especially not against that secondary that Seattle's at. I mean, I I just remember today, I mean, they trade for Quandre Diggs last year, who's a stud from Detroit, and now Mm -hmm. he's next to Jamal Adams. Yeah. They're, they're loaded, and in a
1: situation, it could be one fan, it could be 65000 Take Russell Wilson over Kirk Cousins a hundred times. Day, at 100. Twice so, on Sunday. I mean, it was a great move by the Vikings to get Yannick in the price they got him at. Do I think they're a Super Bowl contender? No. Given how I've given predictions these past few weeks, congratulations <laughs> yeah. on making the Super Bowl in 2021. Enjoy the trophy, Minnesota you don't deserve it you have the worst fans ever but i'm glad i could help <laughs> go birds the greatest viral video of all time ever. i hope you get them, that but kid I love on it. the uh, podcast at some <laughs> point
0: all right another player is out of jacksonville out of dubo leonard Fournette, the former number 5 overall pick i believe is a free agent number 4 excuse mm-hmm. me not that make, that makes it worse but yeah <laughs> makes it even worse um so he is a free agent he is gone i mean hasn't been the same guy lately anyway but your thoughts well
1: let's get into the jacksonville culture thing here we, we go. go i'm ready two for
0: it. ways
1: uh, we'll start with the culture first and then maybe some landing spots for leonard but to me as a sixers fan i'm never against a, a, a total tear down and rebuild that's my favorite game to play absolutely but with jacksonville i don't even see it like they're not even going through a process it's just a teardown with no help to rebuild
0: i mean like, that's cuz they're going to england so
1: that I, that's what i was thinking and that's what that's what's going to piss me off is that they have no organizational structure they mm-hmm. have terrible culture. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to play there. So mm-hmm. now fans, when we have fans, won't show up. They won't pay attention, mm-hmm. and they will just basically dive bomb themselves into London. And then every team's gonna have to travel seven hours just to go play the fucking Jaguars in England. That's gonna piss me off when it happens. But it, it's seemingly inevitable. But the
0: the like and they're said, probably gonna change their name to something stupid like the Teacups. Yeah, they won't be the Jaguars. The They'll British
1: be- Teacups. Welcome yeah. to the
0: stadium.
1: London FC.
0: Yeah, yeah, Washington exactly.
1: Football Club.
0: Yeah. Oh God, Washington, Washington Football
1: Team versus London Football Club. Oh I, God, no. shoot me. Not yeah, Not a chance. Like you, you ruin mean, me. get
0: me into that game?
1: Nothing. No, I don't care if they play at 9 a.m. and there's no other game on but that one. I will just sleep in and probably be hungover and wouldn't be able to make it anyway. So, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, they're doing a teardown without the rebuild. I don't, I don't get the plan. It doesn't seem like they have a plan. It seems like they're cutting ties with all above-average talent. And they that talent doesn't want to be there, and they're not getting anything in return. They released Leonard Fournette, and Doug Marone said we couldn't even get like a fifth or sixth round pick back for him. They wanted a first round pick for Yannick, they got a second and a fifth. I mean, I know they got two first round picks back for for Jalen, but it just seems like they're they're cutting talent going and going right. nowhere. Yep. They, they traded Foles. They gave Foles 85 million, and then got a conditional fourth
0: for him. And now you know, he's going to go start for the bears.
1: Barely over Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. There's yeah, still people in this stupid fan base. There's a very loud 5% who still think that Nick Foles is better than Carson Wentz while Foles is in a fucking controversy with Mitchell Trubisky of all yeah.
0: people. Yeah. And he couldn't, he couldn't, he couldn't beat out Gardner Minshew.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Rookie six round pick. Yeah. God um, bless those
0: people. So I believe they have eight picks in the first three rounds. Um, in this upcoming draft. And I did see an article that I kind of chuckled at. <laughs> maybe this is what they are doing. I mean, I wouldn't put it past Jacksonville, but they were saying maybe the plan is that they're going to fire Doug Marone after this season, which probably,
1: which another,
0: that's not his fault. You know? No, not his fault at all. They're going to lure Dabo Sweeney from Clemson to coach and they're going to draft Trevor Lawrence Clemson might be more talented
1: than Jacksonville. that might be a downgrade for Dabo if he left
0: but he may just want to ride that career out with with his boy. I mean, I don't see it whatsoever. Dabo I feel like is a, is a college guy and he he's waiting for the Alabama job anyway he's if, if he's going anywhere, it's Alabama yep,
1: I think uh, he it might be a pay cut for him to go from Clemson to Jacksonville, and it might be a pay a- cut a- as well.
0: I and mean, then, yeah. you see Dabo Sweeney
1: living in London. No, oh. <laughs> that guy, that guy will never live anywhere but the South his entire life. Completely Vince gone. on the on the uh, is bringing up the uh, an image here, and it's basically all of the former first round picks and talented players for the Jaguars, and the amount of talent they they've amassed and then gotten rid of and never replaced is staggering. And they've really they haven't hit on their picks. So now they're doing this rebuild without many picks, um, and this is just from last year alone. And yeah. Jalen Ramsey, Leonard
0: Fournette, Yannick's on there. Um, AJ Bouye, I think, yep. is on there yep. as well. Campbell. Campbell. You know who's a guy I would love to hang out with? Is Calais Campbell? He sounds like a like a cartoon monster. He's, I just want to eat some fries, yeah. and I just like I feel like he'd just be a fun guy to hang out with.
1: He seems like a lot of fun. He does cool. seem like a lot of fun. He's in uh, he's in Baltimore now,
0: right? Yeah. Think about that. Another another Baltimore Ravens under the radar move that a phenomenal organization makes bringing in a guy like Calais Campbell to that defense who doesn't have to be the guy. Hmm. It's it's why they are who they are. I was just about to say it's a classic case of good team
1: versus bad team. They the the Jaguars hand out an overpriced contract to the guy. It doesn't work out, so that he gets traded to Baltimore, where for basically nothing, a late round pick, and then he's thriving in their system. It's just it, it's not like baseball, where the the higher market teams have more money, so they can spend more and they win more. Everything's supposed to be even yep. in the NFL, they, but they're they just bad teams. There's just bad teams, and there's no way around it. And Jacksonville is that team
0: bad teams there's bad owners there's bad management Mm -hmm. and it just you know you you look at some of these scott like daniel snyder and the jets ownership they're just so and jacksonville they're just so bad like in cleveland yeah it's like it just blows my mind that they're i feel like if you're if you're that bad you should be able to be like voted out by the city like all right now it's time you you now need to sell the team
1: you're out i 1 million 2 million 3 billion percent agree, because if the city could vote an owner oh. out, Josh Harris would be on fucking Mars tomorrow. The Sixers ownership would be out of here, and they would never come back. i feel like get a, the hell out of here and never like come a, back.
0: An owner that owns a Philadelphia basketball team should not be allowed to also own a New Jersey hockey team.
1: Yes, and he owns the Devils, and they are a shit show as well. Everyone complains about the culture there. But it's just a perfect example. Going back to the NFL teams, culture starts at the top. Yep. If you don't have good decision makers and you don't have leadership up in the front offices, it's never going to trickle down and, and benefit you. you. Doug Marone's not a bad coach. There, there, there wasn't bad talent on the Jaguars, but instead they brought Tom Coughlin in. He wasn't a good decision maker. They, they've whiffed on a lot of picks yep. with, the, with the GM, and it is what it is. Here you are. Starts at the top. And it's That's like after all these teams, it's the it's reason true. the Browns have a different GM every year and every year they're right back at the top of the draft and they suck. It's just how
0: it goes. All right. Well, from one brand new free agent in Leonard Fournette to one guy who has been a free agent for, I think longer than he should have been. Um, it took until August 31st, but Logan Ryan is no longer a free agent. Uh, he signs, he's coming back home. To the New York Giants. He's coming to the NFC East.
1: Can I be totally blunt? You don't care? I don't give a single fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, and it, that is going to come back to bite me. I can't wait till we, go. Daniel pick Jones X
0: twenty three twenty, and he picks off Wentz at the end of the game. He's going to pick, it's going to be a pick six. Book this, Vince. Pick six from Wentz to Logan Ryan <laughs> for the Giants to win. Hey, as as long as uh, Rager
1: makes the tackle this time, it doesn't dislocate his shoulder. Um, yeah, but it's a good get for the jet for the Giants. But they have so many positions where you look at it and you're like, could this team go six and ten with this with this position group? (laughs) Like, look at their offensive line. Yeah, could they keep? Saquon and Daniel Jones healthy for 16 games? Probably not. Probably not. I mean, and just like health-wise, it, at the wide receiver position, Sterling Shepard missed a lot of time. Golden Tate missed time. Well, he was kind of suspended too. Evan Ingram at tight end. It's yep. like congrats, but it's just a little trickle to me. I don't know how you feel. Go for
0: it. Um, same thing. If he signed with Dallas, I I would be interested. I would have been happy, but same kind of thing. I mean, if he went to the Eagles, I would have been upset. I wouldn't have been happy. But he goes to the Giants. Hmm.
1: Yep. And you know what? Would We probably would not even talk about it if it wasn't an NFC East opponent and he no. could have an influence on our two teams. No. If he signs with the Raiders, I, it probably doesn't even make a single wavelength. But, you know, we'll see. It It, it is a good get for them because it's good value. And it seems like it's a place he wants to be so he could I thrive there. Um, but, yeah, aside from that, don't care.
0: Okay. So from one secondary player that we don't care about to one that is one of the youngest and best in the league, and Derwin James is hurt again. And I kind of breaks my heart. This is a guy I've been following since his college days because he was a uh, – shiny new toy that i really wanted in dallas and he was falling in the draft and it and it almost fell to dallas and um they got laid Vander van Der esch instead i'm not too upset about that but derwin james was was my pet cat i really wanted him i thought he would have you know he would have been perfect for the secondary but he's hurt again significant knee injury need surgery out at least six to eight weeks that is I, the chargers are
1: always right there and it just seems like they can't get over the hump. Yep. It just, and you know what in that you need every bullet in the chamber. If you're going to be in a division with the Kansas city chiefs. And if you're going to have to play Pat Mahomes twice a year, and I do feel bad. I love rovers. Mm -hmm. I love guys who can play multiple positions and are basically positionless and can run all over the defense and make plays everywhere. Like James is, but it's just another tough break for a team that hasn't gotten many breaks lately. And like I said, I think that division's going to be pretty good. I think the the Broncos are going to catch on. I think they're going to be all right. And then with uh, the chiefs, that's just rough. That's really rough.
0: Look at that. Yeah.
1: So chargers injuries to start the season, Mike Williams. So he was a rookie. He was out five weeks. Um, Joey Bosa out 10 in 2018, young player Derwin James last year, and Russell O'Kung, and they had a ton of problems protecting Phillip Rivers. Yeah. And then this year, they're Derwin dealing with Derwin James. James again. And Mike Williams again. And Mike Williams again. It's That is a tough way to go. You know, sometimes... It's like sometimes, Philadelphia West. Yeah,
0: <laughs> honestly.
1: Pretty much. <coughs> sometimes you're a bad drafter. Like, the Jaguars are just bad drafters. Yep. I mean, Jalen Ramsey was good, but aside from that. But sometimes, you just have shit luck. I'd say the Chargers have have drafted pretty well. Getting Bosa, Derwin James, especially the value at the the positions like draft position wise where they got them. Mm-hmm. And just and Justin Herbert could looks like he could be pretty good. It that's just it sucks, man. That's I mean, shit
0: luck is is for sure. I mean they even they got moved to a city that none of none of them wanted to go to. Yeah. I mean no why would you want to be second fiddle to the Rams playing in the same stadium? No one in LA cares about the Chargers. Uh oh, it's
1: sad because it's a good thing there's no fans because the fans always take over their home games. It just I get the move in theory. L. A. is the second biggest market in the country. Oh, I'm an owner. I get I get the move. Yeah. So let's put two teams there, like in New York. I get that that far, but San Diego followed this team. And it's a market that doesn't care as about as football as much as an East Coast market would. Yep. So now you've got two teams, and they barely care about one.
0: Is this a spot for Earl Thomas and Sir Derwin James is out? I, I don't really think so. It's tough.
1: You know what? When you're starting a young quarterback, it goes back to the conversation I asked you last week. Better yep. in leadership. Yep. They're going to be starting a rookie. They might give Tyrod Taylor the first few weeks, like they did back when he was with Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be Herbert's team. They're going to have a young quarterback. They're going to need leadership. Is Earl Thomas the guy?
0: I don't know. I feel like they're they're going younger and younger too with the Chargers. Obviously, they cut ties with Philip Rivers this year. Uh, I just doesn't seem like a fit to me. No, everybody, you know, everybody said. Um, Brady was linked to them. You know, he wanted to go out to California, L.A. to be a perfect spot. That kind of was poo-pooed right away. I, I just I feel like the older veteran end of the career type guys, they're just they're not in on right now.
1: No, I I don't think so. It's uh, they, they are a second fiddle and I don't see them getting out of that position. And it is what it is. So, oh, well.
0: It is what it is, is kind of what Alvin Kamara is telling the Saints right now, too. He's been absent from camp for three straight days. Uh, Apparently, it has to do with his contract. So this also, to me, meh. Like, he's going to play. Yeah. All I have, well,
1: maybe. And all I have to say about it is I'm glad he did it before my fantasy football draft instead of
0: afterwards. Me too.
1: If I would have had it last weekend, drafted him yesterday, and then he came out that he's been sitting out, as a previous on Bell owner, I would have been pissed. But, oh
0: well. I mean... I got to tell you, I don't love Kamara in, in fantasy. I had him um, when he was in... Uh, when he was there with... Uh, what's his name? Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram. And I had both of them. And they I won the championship with both of them. and Because they balled out. But then That's he a became the feature back. And I don't know. He just... He was hurt he a lot last year. Yeah.
1: Going, back, here's one thing I will say though, going back to the Jaguars thing and just them being—I can't believe I'm spending this much time on the Jaguars, but <laughs> it just—it's—it's it's an NFL thing. They took in a top five pick. They took a running back, which taking running back top five is risky as it is. They took a running back who can't catch out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. You have to be a dual threat at the running back position in today's day and age. It's like playing basketball and not being able to shoot a three or playing baseball and not having power these days. And like taking a running back in the top 10 is iffy, it's sketchy, it's really risky, but you can do it with a guy like Christian McCaffrey because at times he's also the best receiver yeah. on the field for the Panthers. Yep. They took a, t- like, you can't take a power running back in the top five. That's just dumb. It's just dumb. Dumb teams do dumb things. They are almost as dumb as me for believing in Jalen Riker.
0: All right, I'm going to leave Alvin Kamara here then. And this is the kind of the perfect segue into my next question for the both of us. And it it uses that top five power back in Leonard Fournette that we were talking about. So right now, left on the board of free agents, there's kind of four. I mean, there's a lot of guys still out there, but there's four kind of the big names that are still out there. Earl Thomas, Shadavian Clowney, Leonard Fournette now, and Devonta Freeman. So I'm going to ask you out of those four. Okay, week one, which is less than two weeks away. Which of those guys are on a team? Which of those guys are still on the street?
1: Clowney's on a team. Okay, that might be it. I really think that might be it. Running backs are not valued. That it, they can be inexpensive to find. The Eagles are going to pay Corey Clement eight hundred thousand dollars this year. And they're going to pay Boston Scott a little over one, I think. And I he could be less than one. We might have to look it up. They're inexpensive. There's no point in giving. It, it, Corey, Finstar producer is a big Corey Clement guy. But, um, yeah, so Freeman, he his asking price is too high. Yep. He's not going to get it. Leonard Fournette, we just talked about. I, I What money would you give him? I just don't think he uh, – I, I just don't think either of those
0: guys would be there. And I I've made I've said my piece on Earl Thomas already, too. Okay, now before I go into mine, do you see, give me one or two suitors that you could see for Leonard Fournette? Team that you feel like would make sense at the right price.
1: That is a good question. I'm trying to think of who isn't deep. Hilariously, I want to say the Texans. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know how sold you would be on David Johnson after these past few years. God,
0: I used to love him, man.
1: Yeah. He was a, he was a, speaking of fantasy, he was a great, Mm -hmm. great
0: uh, option. Won won another championship with him. Yeah.
1: So I would, I would put the Texans there just because I I don't know how sold you could be on David Johnson. Trying to think where else, though. I don't know. Maybe the Jets. They've had running back issues. And I know uh, Adam Gase doesn't like, uh, Le'Veon Bell, which obviously, like, he's made it known that he doesn't yep. like running back, which is insane to just come out publicly and say that. Um, but maybe Fournette is the backup there. That's the only two places I can really think of off the top of my head.
0: I was fearful of Philadelphia a little bit. Maybe he could be the next LeGarrette Blunt for them, but I don't really think so. Um, mm-hmm. I could maybe see Tampa for the right play- price. I could see, you know, they have what they have, but he wouldn't have to be the feature back. Uh, yeah. Maybe he could end games, um, help Brady out in the fourth quarter, just pound, but I don't know. There's No team is screaming out to me that they're going to be running the yeah. hill to go get Leonard Fournette. No, Like I said, you got to be versatile in today's day and age. And he's had red flags since LSU. Like he would play yeah. games and he didn't play a game like –
1: Yeah, and the other thing, I read this today and I didn't know it because I don't watch a lot of Jaguars games, obviously. Um, He's one of the worst, statistically one of the worst pass blockers in the league too at running back position. So For such a big dude. (laughs) You're in a day and age where you have to catch it out of the backfield. He can't, and you can't block either. So what good are you to a team? Aside from that role that you said, he can pound the ball in the fourth
0: quarter for a team that has a lead. That's about it. So I'm going to go clowny and possibly Earl. I'm still holding out hope maybe because I'm going to talk about the Cowboys uh, secondary again at the end of the show. It doesn't sound like it's happening, but I-, I don't know. We're less than two weeks out. I could see maybe all four of them not. The I think,
1: uh, well, I kind of cheated giving a free promo to another podcast inside the birds today. Adam Kaplan was like, I would be shocked if Clowney wasn't on a team within the week. Okay, He has a few more connections than we have. So I don't know if he was just saying that out of opinion or he was saying that out of someone who has phone numbers of people who are in NFL offices. Which probably. uh, Yeah. Uh, So we'll we'll see on him. I think there's some places that he can end up. um, We'll we'll see on that one.
0: All right. Well, clowning could be the only one. And the last thing that I'm going to get into here around the NFL, we don't even really have to say anything about it, but Andy Reid gets a new six-year deal with the Kansas City Chiefs. He is going to die on the sideline. That's all I got to say about that.
1: I love that guy. I, I know that in Philly, the time came to an end about the Super Bowl, but I was happy to see him win. Good for him. And keep on going. If he you hey, die on
0: the sideline, he'll die doing what he loves. Good for him. And we just made it through a full around the NFL on Birds vs. Boys without talking about coronavirus. I feel like it's a it's just a new day. There's, there's fresh air I'm breathing. It's just it's different.
1: And you know what? I didn't think about it. So you said that I didn't even think about it. I was so fired up about the regger thing and Yannick and everything like that. Football. We
0: have- just football,
1: exactly. Actual football. And I know we have to talk about injuries, but that's because boys are
0: actually strapping on the pads and getting out there now. So that's just going to mm-hmm. happen. Mhm. And once those games start, you got to bet with Bovada. Got to
1: bet with Bovada. I was think I was literally thinking about them. Don't even need the ad read. Don't even need it. I was thinking about them yesterday because I had Fox on or actually it was Saturday. I had Fox on, I'm watching the Phillies game and it popped up NFL game of the week. Buccaneers saints 425 and i oh. thought to myself i can't wait to have that feeling back eagles game is over how do i entertain myself i bet on big football games that are on tv so i bet with bovada i can't wait it's gonna be four o'clock i'm gonna put my bets in for yep. that game it's probably gonna be over uh, Tom brings over hours. two and a half touchdowns he's having four i cannot wait so i i talked about it last week now is the perfect time You've got four sports in action. Even you've got the Kentucky Derby this week. You've got yep. golf this week. You have next you have the US Thursday. Open
0: with tennis right now.
1: Yes. Every sport you can imagine is going on right now. Bet with Bavada, as always. We put the link in the podcast description. We will have it on our promotional tweets, on the Instagram page, and then YouTube. with YouTube as well. Everywhere that you can find it, we will have the link for you. Now is the perfect time to log in and sign up with Bavada.
0: Bet with Bavada. All right. It's time for the segment that the show is named after, Birds vs. Boys. We are obviously a podcast for everyone, all NFL fans. If you couldn't tell, we just did Around the NFL. We talked way more Jaguars than we ever will again. But now we are going to talk about the two teams we love and hate the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Dallas Cowboys. So let's start in the city of brotherly love. What is going on with the Philadelphia Eagles? Not a lot. Jalen Rager.
1: Yeah. So another injury being overlooked now that Rager got hurt is our other first-round pick, Last the season before, Andre Dillard tore his bicep. Obviously now there is a hole at left tackle. That is Jason Peters' previous position so i think there is a lot of debate going on in the city there's debate going on between him and the eagles Mm -hmm. and i think it could lead into a good debate for us so i'll just i'll just set the table for for what's going on i know you're probably more plugged into to cowboys camp but you probably have an idea of what's going on absolutely so peter signed to play guard obviously
0: after everything. after your pro bowl maybe the best guard in the league went down also
1: only the fucking eagles could have three injured starters in an offseason that didn't even exist they've put on the helmets and pads and played one fucking scrimmage and have three starters out week one four if you include alshon mm. it is unbelievable
0: that is unbelievable
1: but <laughs> so off of those injuries Andre Dillard is out for the year. They need a tackle. Jason Peters says, if you want me to go back to tackle, you have to pay me more. The Eagles are like, "Uh, no, sorry. So that's kind of, they are at a stalemate. And who has the leverage in this situation? Is it Peters moving from guard to tackle? Or is it the Eagles who signed him as a guard and said, this is is what it is? I will will let you go first.
0: I've set the table. So go ahead and let me know what you think. Who has the leverage? I would probably say the Eagles. I mean, can Jason Peters just say, I'm not going to play now at tackle, and I'm just like, see ya? Uh, probably not. Probably not, yeah,
1: which leads into being, like you said, the leverage would go the Eagles' way. So but, let, how well, How do you feel? Who do you think is in the right? Pay him all the money. pay him all the money.
0: Who do you think is in the right? Pay him all the money. Okay, (laughs) I want them to pay him pay him all the money. I mean, he is Mr. false start. He is Mr. on the sideline injury, and I want them to pay him all of the money. If you expect a guy that you signed to play guard and reinvent his career, now all of a sudden he's been working his butt off all offseason right to now learn the little bit in the box right right here. I'm not all the way out here. I'm right here in my box. He's learned guard. He is going to be a phenomenal guard. He's still going to fall start and he's still going to be on the sideline injured, but he's going to be a great guard. And now all of a sudden you expect to bump him back and bring the brain back to what he used to do. You need to pay him the money. No. And
1: for two reasons, I have a serious one and I have a funny one. So the producer here behind the scenes, Vince, who does a great job for us. He and I have had this running joke literally since I've known Vince, which is three years ago. And we're still having the same running joke is that, Jason Peters, you just brought it up. You just mm-hmm. mentioned it. Who's always on the sideline during the games because they're hurt? Jason Peters.
0: He I feel like is every like, the game, he's like on the ground, and there has to be like nine guys that come just lift him up, and then he's on the sideline.
1: Yep, it happened, It happens once a game, and seemingly every week he's out on the sideline. So the the analogy that we've had and the running joke that we've had, he's pretty much like the family dog who's at the end of the road. Yeah, everybody knows he's at the end of the road and he's going to the quote unquote farm in the country pretty soon. And, you know, it's coming. It's going to (laughs) happen. Vince is pulling up a tweet right now. Jason Peters jumps off sides. Fans grow. That's just like it happens all the time.
0: And on big downs, too.
1: Yep. But so here's the thing. Like I said, so Jason Peters, he's the family dog. He's going up to the farm soon. The time has come. That was three years ago that we started using that analogy. We're at the point they've taken him to the farm, which is really the vet. The vet has injected him. The Eagles have taken him off the table at the vet, pulled him back, took him home, stuffed him, and then say play left tackle. That's where he's at. Like this is ridiculous. This it's is like they really ridiculous.
0: It's like they had the the like you know when you it's very sad but you euthanize a dog. It's like they they had like the needle in his arm and he was slowly like trying to fall asleep. And then the like the mother came in and was like, no, you can't do it. And pulled the needle out and yep. then brought the dog back. Yep. And now the dog's at home, just like can't even walk. And it's like, it can't see. And it's running into the wall. And it's just, it's very sad. But that is he, what, that's what Jason Peters he is.
1: He can't use his back legs. He's got kidney <laughs> failure. He runs into the wall. He false starts every time. He, he on the pees on every pole.
0: step. He, he, he makes it up two steps and then falls back down. So he doesn't, he can't even go upstairs anymore.
1: It's ridiculous. That's that is the analogy that sums up the Jason Peters experience at left tackle. At this point, he is just a family dog who needs to be put down and then they put him down and then they brought him back and stuffed him, and said, Hey, you should play left
0: tackle. So, so do you think he should play left tackle or who do you want out there if Dillard, with Dillard out? I think it is either going to be Matt
1: Pryor, which I don't really get because he played guard and then he played right tackle. And isn't he, got- he a kicker? Matt Pryor? No. I Matt mean- <laughs> <not> Prater. <laughs> oh yeah, Matt Prater. I totally forgot about him. I think he actually hit a 60, 60- he hit some crazy field goal against the Eagles once. Yeah. Uh-huh. So. Um he uh I don't for some reason it was Pryor in the scrimmage, even though he's out of position. Mm-hmm. They've got Jordan Malata who has been this project who never played football and he was just this Australian right. rugby beast. Yep. And then they've got, um, Jack. Oh my God. I can't believe I'm blanking on his name. Jack Driscoll, who is the rookie from Auburn who really plays guard. So that's where Jason Peters leverage comes in. Mm-hmm. But I he still, even the experience. Point, yeah, they don't have the experience, but even then I'll be honest. I don't think that Peter should get a race.
0: Pay him all the money
1: <laughs> I'm to I'm against you on that one I think here's my thing here's my thing Mike yeah
0: Michael War. Michael War
1: yeah so I think here's my thing with Peters your agent screwed this up not mm-hmm. the agent. here's why we just taught we just did a whole funny segment oh how hilarious it is that Jason Peters is off on the sideline all the time injuries are always an issue mm-hmm the Andre Dillard getting hurt was always a possibility. Jason Peters should know that himself since he's injured every week. And there was nobody in that organization that would give a ringing endorsement for Andre Dillard as it was when he was healthy. The media would go to practice. You couldn't get one single person to give a rave review. Everybody was was kind of iffy on if Dillard could play even when he was healthy. The yep. possibility was always there for Peters to have to shift back over for tackle, whether it was because Dillard had to be out or because he just flat out sucked. Yep. Why did your agent not have something in, in the original deal that says if you get bumped over and you play a percentage of your snaps, whatever percentage I mean, it is, at tackle, you get a bonus. And Howie Roseman structures all his deals that way because it's a loophole in the NFL salary cap yep. system where we'll pay you. And, and Jason Peters makes his base salary that counts against the cap is $1.8 million. He could make $6 million this year just off of bonuses and shit. Why did your agent not have something in the original contract that says, if the Eagles bump me over to tackle and I play... 75% of my snaps at tackle. I, Jason Peters, make one three X. million more. Yep. Why did the agent not think of this? This was almost inevitable. You were at some point
0: going to have to play tackle. That is on the agent. That is not on the Eagles. I, I couldn't agree with you more on this one. That that's on that's on the agent completely. It's a little bit on Jason Peters because why wouldn't you that. suggest that and you yeah, he agreed to the deal? Um this kind of also brings me back to do you remember how Brian Baldinger and his, and his Pinky got the entire city of Philadelphia excited saying there was a huge move coming yeah, and Every again again everyone bought in and everyone thought the shiny t- toy was coming and then it was Jason Peters again. Yep. That that was one of my favorite
1: moments of the off season is is and like I said I think I said it on the show I've said it a few times for Brian Baldinger that's a huge move because it's an offensive lineman so <laughs> To him, this was a crazy. Yeah. That was the shiny toy. But for us, we were like, oh, okay, glad to have <laughs> you back. JP. That's you're,
0: yeah. All all the fans were like the kids at home, and you see mom coming back with the dog, and you're like, I thought the dog was going to the I, farm. Yeah, I
1: thought it was going to our uncles that we've never met at the farm upstate. Why is the dog back? And why now can't the, he see? <laughs> why is why he walking is he into the wall? The <laughs> That's where they're at with it. I mean, that's all I have to say on Jason Peters, though. That's my stance. Look, if you want more money, then fire your agent because he did a shit job for you, and you should have known that, yep. especially Jason Peters because you spent half the season on the sideline anyway, so yep. you knew the same thing could happen to Andre Dillard, and it did.
0: You're an idiot. It is so, what it is. Is that Do you all have you any- got? Yeah, uh, yeah that's
1: all I got on the Eagles. We're, we're through our injuries. Oh, one more thing. My conspiracy theory. Here we go. And, and this ties into Jason Peters and the offensive line. So, Carson Wentz did not play in the scrimmage yesterday. They said he has a minor um, soft tissue injury. That is a lie. That is a farce. That offensive line was bad. They yeah. knew it was going to be bad. They didn't, have, they didn't even know who's going to play left tackle. So... They sat Carson Wentz out because the last thing they wanted was him oh. getting actually injured in a scrimmage. By Josh this, Sweat. By, yeah, because Josh Sweat was killing the Eagles' offensive line. Yep. That injury is a farce. Once again, I will eat my words, but that is not one that I'm worried about. I The thing that worries me is that they didn't even want to put him out there because they thought they couldn't put him in in, in back of that offensive line.
0: I apologize. Eagle fans that Jalen hurts will now be your starter for all season. God, Carson Wentz is now injured and done for the year. My mental health cannot take it. Let's, (laughs) I will,
1: I can't even think about that. Let's go to the Cowboys. All
0: right. (laughs) So, um, first things first, let's talk about the secondary, the safeties, which I feel like I'm talking about constantly because it's kind of the biggest position battle group going on. Um, So, first, Xavier Woods, who is uh, definitely slotted in there as one of their starters at safety, uh, hurt his groin. So, he's got a groin injury, but it's not significant. Um, But that's people saying it's not significant. Who is not your groin? I feel like if it's your groin, it's significant. Even if it's not significant, it's significant. So, Mm -hmm. ouch is the perfect analogy. Uh, They're saying he should be good to go by week one. But, again, you know, he's... Third year in, you need these guys getting as many reps as you can. So that that mm-hmm. scares me a little bit. Um, and they are saying still Mike McCarthy is ooing and eyeing over Darian Thompson. What a great camp he's having. What a study or a film he is. How hard he works. Haha, Clinton Dixon isn't going to make this team. I don't think. Really? It, it's sounding like he may not make this team. You and I, week one, were saying, I love this pick. It's a great pick. Played great for the Bears last year. Veteran move. Now, I think Darian freaking Thompson is going to be starting for the Dallas Cowboys at safety. And it scares the living shit out of me. So, is it time to bite the bullet and sign Earl? I, I don't know. But it just doesn't. I mean, I feel like Jerry Jones is like, we need Earl Thomas. He's a Texan. And then Stephen Jones is, is it, Jerry Jones is the family dog. Okay. He's Jason Peters. Okay. He is walking to walls. He's drooling all over, all over himself. And Steven Jones is the, the, the owner of the dog that just feels bad and just kind of like gives him a treat every, every two minutes just Mm -hmm. to shut the dog up. And the dog sits there and just eats it. And I don't think Steven wants Earl Thomas. So Mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to happen. It does. I can definitely see
1: that happening where it's McCarthy probably saying no that's a guy who's been in battles with guys with egos before like Aaron Rodgers. Yep. And um not, I'm not anti Aaron Rodgers, but uh, obviously a bit of an ego there. Um, and then probably Steven Jones being the voice of reason. And then like Jerry Jones, who wanted to draft Johnny Manziel being like, we got to do it. We got to do it. Um, do you think they get to that point though? Like where, where camp keeps going and you're like, well, we have to take, take the risk because the talent level isn't there. And apparently the talent level is there. So they're telling us, I guess, I mean, I'm no, I can't talk. Cause people are talking me in the JJ or white side. So I can't really, I uh, can't
0: really argue with you on whether Darren Thompson is the future in that. But I mean, I, you have talked me into being fearful of Earl Thomas with the brain that mm-hmm. does scare me. So, and the leadership factor, because they do have a young team, but I mean, Earl's the best player out there. Go go get the best player if you if you want to win the ball games, if you want to win a championship. But I guess I guess we'll see what happens with that. Um, the Dallas Wide Receivers continue to ball. They had their scrimmage. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, they had the blue and white scrimmage this weekend. Kind of weird. They didn't have any numbers. The players just the defense wore blue, the offense wore white, and then the players started writing their numbers in Sharpie. On the jerseys, uh, Cedric Wilson actually had a question mark on the back of his jersey. Was there I mean, a I, reason? I, I don't know. It's one of those Mike having... McCarthy things. We're a team. We're n- not a player, and it doesn't matter who's out there. We're all Cowboys, and you got to make plays. So, like, Dak, you know, just throw it to the open guy type thing. Don't look, and there's 88. I got to I gotta force it to him. I... Like, to
1: play the fucking game, you know? <laughs> just just, scrimmage. just like who cares like he's gonna mix up amari cooper and cd lamb who's yeah. sick three with dreads like yeah. he knows who he's throwing to exactly it just it, what's that supposed to be like some college bullshit where they don't put the names on the back of the jerseys yeah. like notre dame and penn state because yep. in 1934 they didn't do it so now they're yep. not doing it in 2020 exactly. give me a break just yep. play the
0: game exactly you know jesus and i have that- one Last, uh, conspiracy theory. I feel like you had a conspiracy theory, so I'm going to throw a conspiracy theory out there.
1: I love conspiracy theories, so
0: please hit me. I think you're going to love this one, actually. Okay. I feel like Mike McCarthy feels like he can win with, wants to win with, and kind of loves Andy Dalton. Yes. (laughs) And I feel like he thinks he can win a championship with this team if he had the... Resources that are going to be allocated for $40 million a year for Dak with a cheaper Andy Dalton and resource allocate, allo- being allocated other places. And it keeps coming out that secretly Dak has not looked good in camp and Andy Dalton has looked phenomenal. <laughs> so <laughs> my conspiracy theory is that... Uh, th- they want Andy Dalton to be the the guy eventually. I don't. <laughs> oh my god! You know, you know what
1: it is. Here's what it is. You know what backup quarterbacks do after they're done playing? They become coaches. Yes. They, you know how they're synced. Mike McCarthy and Andy Dalton are synced because Dalton's going to become a quarterback's coach once he's done.
0: Do you they know coach- who our offensive coordinator is?
1: Kellen Moore, who was a backup <laughs> quarterback. You know what Doug Peterson was? A backup quarterback. <laughs>
0: You know, you know Jason Garrett was?
1: Team. Josh McCown, backup quarterback.
0: Jason Garrett, backup quarterback. I,
1: was he really? For I the didn't Dallas know.
0: Cowboys. Oh, my God. And the and the New York Giants.
1: Wow. See, that's what I'm saying. Backup quarterbacks just tra- – because you know what? They don't have the talent to be starters, but they do have the brain to be good football players. But they're never going to lead you on a Super Bowl run because they probably don't have the arm strength or the accuracy or something like that. They're like but catchers in the film in- room, they're always there. Catchers in baseball—they always become managers. Exactly, catch. I was—that's a great. That is a great comparison. That is what it is. Those two are in the same wavelength. So that you always get coaches talking themselves into backup quarterbacks. There's no other reason for John Gruden to talk himself into Nathan Peterman aside that he's a backup quarterback who understands the game. It's the same here. Dalton understands the game, so they're they're going to talk themselves into Dalton. And please do. Just I can't. I I, honestly, that would be hilarious. That'll wait till Marcus
0: Mariota is the starter for the Raiders in week three. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if it's going to happen this year. Maybe like we said, Dak gets hurt and Andy wins three or four games. And then at the end of the season, do we We franchise Dak? Do we pay him $40 million a year? Or here's Andy Dalton who will will sign a three-year contract for 42 million. I just
1: want you to be in that position. Like I I, like I said, I don't want anyone to get injured, but if I could see a situation where Dak got injured, Andy Dalton plays three games, they go 3-0, and and then all of a sudden there's a quarterback controversy. And as a fan base who had to listen to all of the shit about, oh, Foles versus Wentz and everybody poking fun at us for having two good quarterbacks as if that was a bad thing, I can't wait for you to be in a position where you have two above-average quarterbacks battling it out to go 10-6 and six or 9-7. and seven. Imagine,
0: imagine Andy Dalton goes on the Foles run and wins Dallas. Win- Andy Dalton breaks the curse and wins the Dallas Cowboys a Super Bowl. I somehow would be less mad. I don't know if
1: it's because he's a redhead and I am too, if he won, but that would somehow make me less mad and less upset
0: if you guys won a Super Bowl with Andy Dalton.
1: <laughs> That's all I, I
0: got. I can see it happening. I can see it happening. Oh, no, I would, I would love it. I would, I, I think I would dye my hair red for the off season.
1: I think you have to, uh, Vince, please get this. If, if that gets injured, I want, and Andy Dalton comes in the first game that he wins. I would like this clipped of KMS just saying that he is going to die his hair red, please.
0: I am on the red rifle train. <laughs> All right. Do we got anything else tonight? I mean that's that's it. We're gonna be dropping this on Tuesday, uh, probably right before we drop it. Jadavian Clowney's gonna sign somewhere, so you'll be listening to this all about Clowney and where he's gonna go. And he's probably already somewhere else.
1: Can I drop my prediction real quick? I, I forgot to mention it during the show. Uh, Raiders. I think Clowney to the Raiders. Yeah, I think that I is see a, him being a Raider. I could definitely see Gruden talking himself into it and talking Mike Mayock into it. I believe that they have some some cap space to get it done. Um, it'll be hilarious because they could have just kept Khalil Mack and had a solid defensive lineman, but you know we're, we're here, so can't go back. Uh, so my prediction is Raiders. In case that happens while we're um, after our show,
0: I can't wait till it's February. Yep this this is actually what I was I was gonna say. Andy Dalton wins a shootout against Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. And then Alden Smith at the end of the game comes off the edge and strip sacks Patrick Mahomes to win the Super Bowl. Andy Dalton and Alden Smith win the Super Bowl for the Cowboys.
1: Can't wait. I'm really looking forward to that one.
0: We will see you next week. I am KMS, KMS22 on Twitter. We are powered by Branded Sports, as always. Branded underscore sports on Twitter, The thebrandedsports.com. We are also having a blog off this week. Click on only blogs that I write, that Aiden writes, that CEO Joe writes, that Stevie Stats writes, and AJ.
1: That's good for me. Clown each the Raiders. I apologize specifically to Jalen Reger. It's my fault. I'm very sorry for ruining the start of your career. I will be better going forward, and I will go back to being depressed and cynical. I am sorry, Philadelphia. That's all I have.